Welcome to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and along with me, the man that doesn't miss much, Jason is here. Sir, how are you? I am, uh, this is a bit of a different experience. I'm uh, broadcasting (laughs) from my couch tonight, Uh, usually downstairs in my little studio. Obviously, my wife uh, and Troy had a little setback last night, so they are actually downstairs recording Twat Magic as we speak. So I graciously let the wife use the studio um and i am slumming it up here on the couch but i'm probably a little more comfortable than i would be down there so that's not the worst thing in the world i was gonna say i hope you don't fall asleep while i'm talking i try not to i I make no promises tonight ginger (laughs) hey if it happens i'll just yell something and kind of try to wake you up all right i should i should give you my kid's number so you can text him (laughs) wake your fucking dad up right (laughs) go find his face yeah, there you go. We'll do that anyway. <laughs> oh, so well, how's it, it, how, it was a big day in my house, Ginger? Big, what happened? Day. What happened big, today? I uh, I I scored the holy grail. I got myself the PS5 finally. Oh my I, goodness! I was finally able to get one. Nice. Um, so now I can reveal how i've been doing this since uh i'm no longer in the uh, battle royale to to recover one so i don't mind if other people um so i i set up there's a few twitter accounts that sort of um alert the second they they find out there's going to be drops in mm-hmm. different places um and these people are very good they're like oh hey in uh, 20 minutes they're going to drop some on uh, fucking amazon uh and then people do that so i i set those up to alert me anytime there was uh, something that popped up, but mm-hmm. today, and, and I've had a few. The other day I was really pissed because they said, Target's got some. So I go on Target, I get it, I put it in my cart, I hit checkout, and it just takes me to a white white screen. Mm-hmm. No info. So I back out, go in again, same thing. I'm like, motherfucker. Well, I'm going off the Twitter link, so let me go into the actual web browser. Yeah. So I do that. Same fucking thing. So it was just oh. a glitch in the Target system. And I'm like, motherfucker, it just cost me getting my fucking PS5. Um, so today I saw a thing probably around like 1.30 yeah. that uh, Walmart was going to drop some at 3 o'clock. So I'm like, okay. So 3 o'clock, I'm, I'm 2.58. I start refreshing my browser on Walmart on the, on the link. I'm yep. just waiting to see it pop up. 3 o'clock on the dot hits, I refresh it. It says, uh, all are sold out. Check back at 3.10. Get out. How the fuck did everything sell out in like three seconds? Seconds, like, dude. That's insane. Um, so I did the same thing. So I found another one of the other site, the other Twitter accounts sent out a direct link that basically 
um, puts it in a cart already for you. So you click this link, and once it's available, uh, it's in your cart, and you only have to hit the checkout button. So I okay. use that. Uh, so this was at 3, so I missed the 3 o'clock one. So 3.10 comes around. I follow that. I click it. I see, oh, shit, it says put it in my cart. So I put it in my cart. I go to checkout. I'm typing in my address, and I type in my address, and then I click next, and it says, sorry, this item is sold out. I'm like, motherfucker, it's in my cart. How do you sell it when it's in my cart? Yeah. You go to the real store. They don't sell shit out of your cart. So I'm like, okay, fuck, fuck. So I was like, you know what? I'll go in. I'll set up an account. I'll put my credit card in there. So everything's already set up the second mm-hmm. that it's got my address and everything. Yep. So the 320 drop happens. Put my code. My shit's already in there. I go. I refresh it. Okay, there's one. Put it in my cart. And then it starts asking for my credit card info. I'm like, motherfucker, I put it in there. So I have to do this. So I it quickly. <laughs> Hit next. Sold out. I'm like, oh, my God. This is fucking killing me. So the next drop's at 330. I'm like. You've got to be fucking kidding me. So fine. Okay, start refreshing again. 3.30 rolls around, and I get it in my cart. Same thing. Hit the the button. Go to get it. Uh, This time, it actually did save all my stuff. So I got all my stuff in there. Then then I realized it was asking for the little three-digit code on the back of the credit card. Motherfucker. So I grabbed my credit card, which is (laughs) on the table, put that in. Sorry, item is sold out. Damn. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. So then I realize that I'm still on the cart page with the PlayStation in the cart, even though it's sold out. Uh huh. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking leave this just, page here. Yep. 340 on the dot from the page where it's in my cart. I hit process, goes through, and I get my, I get my PlayStation. Nice. That was it. So... Finally, my long national nightmare is over. <laughs> I will have a PlayStation as soon as it ships to me. And I got my expansion kits for my uh, power blocks today. So now I've got the full full weight available to me. This has been a good day. Good day. Nice. To yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, when I, I kind of had to do the same thing to get my PlayStation 5 because what I did was, you know, went to Walmart.com and placed it in the cart and. You know, it's it's like, oh, it's sold out, but it stayed in my cart. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to leave this fucking page on my phone. So the next time and the next time they went on sale, boom, two-second two process, boom, I was done. So if, if you're a listener here, that's the trick. Keep it in your cart or on keep that page open so it doesn't leave your cart if it's still in there. For the next time they have a release, and boom, you got your purchase. It's 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 a war. It's a war out there. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking savage. Absolutely fucking, insane. What is it? First world problems. Goddamn man. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, so then my wife's car. I think she mentioned on on Twat Magic last week had to go into the shop. Mm-hmm. So uh, we brought I brought that today and uh, dropped it off this morning. And I was pretty sure the issue was the throttle body. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I called back later. Now, that's depending on what parts they use and, and what they charge for labor, et cetera. I've seen that anywhere from like a $600 problem. That's my dog. I told you I'm upstairs. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> it's a $600 repair anywhere to 1000 So 
I, how much are you scratching, dude? Jesus, please. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I called. I called later in the day, and they're like, well, so we went in there, and the throttle body was really dirty. So we think that might have been why. So what okay. we did was we just gave it a really thorough cleaning. We reset all the codes, and it's only going to be 100 bucks. And it should you shouldn't see the issue pop up ever. If it does, it won't be for like a couple of years. So you should be fine for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So I got it. I was expecting like six to $1,000 repair, and instead I got it out of it for 100 bucks. So. Nice. As, as long as it holds and the issue doesn't return, so fingers crossed. But yeah, so, <laughs> all things considered, not a bad day. Yeah, sounds like you, you you had a pretty good day today. Yeah, I mean, I'm usually on here bitching and complaining, but no, today was actually not a bad day. I know, especially when KFC doesn't have the fucking chicken. Motherfucker, don't get me going on that. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. How are you doing? Is the move Is the move still driving you crazy? Uh, I finally don't have to go back to my apartment to grab shit, so that's a go. definite plus. Um, oh my god, it was so bad. Like, and so I didn't finish until the thirty first because wow. yeah, just you don't real. I think I've said this multiple times on here, but I'm gonna say it again. You don't realize how much shit you have until you move. It's true, hundred percent. That's why. That's why every time you move, don't only rent a moving truck. Rent a dumpster too, and just get rid of all the shit that you don't actually need to bring. Well, we, we luckily my dad has a he, he can get burn permits, so a yeah. lot of like you know like we didn't need a dining table because I had to get one, so we brought that here. We brought a bunch of fucking end tables that were shit that he could burn, and um. Uh, the girl's crib, we didn't need that anymore because okay. she's in a toddler bed, so we just fucking did yeah. that in the burn pile. So we didn't have to go down that route. We did, don't get me wrong, we did throw away quite a bit of stuff, but it definitely yeah. wasn't like a dumpster worth because we were only in an apartment. Yeah, a lot of our true. shit's still up in our storage unit. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of nice to be able to not have to go up to my apartment tomorrow and grab more shit when the oh, kids aren't it. here and... So I have a day tomorrow. I can go get a haircut because my hair is way too fucking long. <laughs> uh, and now yeah. are you gonna have are you gonna have trim pubes too or? No, no, I'll do, I, I don't trust anybody with that but myself. Oh, okay. Those do need a good shaving though. Um, it's like a fucking redwood forest down there. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, redwood. It's got, I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so yeah, that Jot that's, that down for an episode title. Oh, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the my only issue is we brought. Uh, I don't want to say too much stuff because there's plenty of space in this house, but it's just when you. I think I brought this up last week as well. When you're moving in with somebody, it's yeah. a totally different story right. compared to. Being able to just bring all your shit in and putting it wherever the fuck you want for the time being and then sporadically putting it out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we put we brought way too much shit from the apartment. So I gotta, I at least have to, within the next week, I got to run up to our storage unit and drop some shit off. It's not a lot, but it's yeah. just enough to be an annoyance. And then... Yeah. We're going to be saving, we, we, we put a lot of shit down in the basement, and we're going to end up having a giant fucking yard sale 
mm-hmm. during the springtime and shit like that because my mom bought a lot of random shit all the time when she was bored because she couldn't yeah. work and once COVID hit it was like she couldn't leave because of her condition so right. it was like she she just sat online and fucking bought shit all day <laughs> And the credit cards of comp companies are calling us, and uh, yeah. one of them, Capital One, I will give them a shout out because they handled it very well. When they called yeah. us, they, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, and I'm not lying. I'm not like a secret million or anything. I was like, we have no money to give you. Right. All of our money went towards other expenses for, you know, all the 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 wake stuff and. Right. Um, you know, taking care of her car payment that she had and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? Okay. They're like, well, we won't contact you again. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Thank you very much. So they're not making us pay her debt, which is amazing. Like I said, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, well, I was shocked. Like, wow. So I was, you know, yeah, I was off to them. Yeah, no, and that, that's why I said who they were because I fucking, if it was somebody that was an asshole, I wouldn't <laughs> give them the publicity. <laughs> you know, I just, there's a part of me with credit card companies. It's just like, all right, well, you won't hear from us again. And then you'll hear from the collections agency instead. <laughs> yeah, no, well, no, the, the, the lady was really nice. She wasn't like, oh, well, you know, you won't hear from us again. It was like, no, oh, my God, we are so sorry. Uh, but, but, yeah, condolences and everything. It was like, we, yeah. we won't contact you again. We won't send you letters. We won't call you or anything. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, so that that's a huge plus. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely got to get a fucking yard sale because, like, she bought like this fucking camera for the house, like a security camera. It's like a, it what seems like 20 year old fucking device. And I'm like, yeah. why the fuck should you buy this? Right. Like, yeah. So it's just a little shit like that. I mean, so it's, it's all about taking care of that shit. Once we're done putting our shit away, which we're right. just about there, but there's a few little nitpicky bullshit things we got to get done in the house. So, yeah. so for the most part, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty much done with the move, thankfully, That's because, good. um, and I, I believe I said this on the rundown, always powder. If you're going to move, cause you will chafe <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> so just a little word yeah. of advice to you today. <laughs> there you go. So, but, oh, uh, gosh. So, anything else popping in your world? How's the boy? How's the family? He's doing good. Everything's everything's pretty solid over here. So, fingers crossed everything stays well, you know. So, is he Uh, doing basketball? No, unfortunately, our town opted out of doing any basketball this year, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but understandable. Well, all the towns around us are doing it. It's just a choice that our town manager happened to make. Mm. um, And she's sort of a bitch anyway, so um, (laughs) nobody likes her. Mm. Uh, she's a giant pain in the ass for any youth sports. So. Ah, gotcha. Well, I mean, at the yep. same time, in this kind of situation, it's like, okay, like, baseball is one thing because everybody's pretty much spread out. Well, I get that, except that the indoor soccer facility right down the street from us is allowed to play games. So, Oh, see, that's some bullshit. Right, yeah. That's what I don't get. But whatever, it is what it is. So this lady. The nice thing about the kid being an AAU is that even though it's off season and it's winter, 
they have an indoor facility, so he still has practices twice a week. So oh, he's nice. still getting some sort of activity and getting to see some of his friends and stuff. So oh yeah, that's it does good. work out. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I, I believe we had talked about this previously, and but it not it's obviously affecting the adults, but the fucking kids. Like, yeah, they can play online, but. They need the face-to-face, like, right. talk with friends and shit, too, so. Yeah, exactly. It's just all around sucks, but, I mean, we get the fucking vaccines pumping out, so let's let's hope. Yeah. Let's Johnson hope, and uh, Johnson applied for emergency use for theirs today, so. Yeah, I heard theirs was, like, because there's, there's another company, so I, I might be getting them mixed up, but. Theirs was like 98% effective or some shit like that? Nah, the Johnson Johnson one I read was 75 or something like that. Oh, okay, it was less, right. than, less than the, uh, the other two we already have. So Okay, so I must be thinking of another company that was like... But in their really defense, they were still testing it with a second dose. It's a one-dose vaccine, so um, if it does show additional protection with a second dose, obviously they can consider that. So. Yeah. yeah. Who nice. knows? Yeah. Only time will tell. Let's All hope right. it fucking takes care of this shit and people exactly. So, but uh, I know things are a little difficult. But do we have any news to get to? We got anything we important? Have, we do have a few items of news here. Just a couple little things. Okay. Uh, today, WWE released their quarter four earnings report. Uh, they said, basic summary: during the fourth quarter, we continued to produce live content in new ways which successfully increased audience interaction and engagement. Um, As we continued to adapt our business to the changing media environment, we completed an important agreement to license WWE Network content to Peacock, which we expect will expand the reach of our brands and enhance the value of our content. Christina Salem, the chief financial officer, added, for the year we achieved record revenue and adjusted OIBDA, which was at the high end of our recent Rescinded, rescinded guidance, whatever. There's a lot of financial terms. Uh, <laughs> adjusted OIBDA increased nearly 60%, reflecting the full year impact of our new content distribution agreements in the U.S. and comprehensive efforts to contain costs in challenging times. In 2021, we anticipate adjusted OIBDA of 270 million to 305 million, reflecting the increasing monetization of our content tempered by the ongoing impact of COVID-19. So that's a lot. I'm throwing a lot of big words at you. Yeah. Um, because you're not understanding them, you're going to take them as disrespect, but they're not meant that way. Um, <laughs> no. Basically, what they said in a nutshell is that they made more money this year than they ever have. Uh, fourth quarter profits were actually down, but still over and above everything. Uh, they had a year for records uh, for them. Uh, some other interesting little details related to the network. Uh, they said the network's average paid subscribers were 1.5 million, which was an increase of 6%. Um, and for the full year 2020 compared to 2019, the network's average paid subscribers were 1.6 million flat on a year over year basis. So, um, I'm not, those seem to be flying in the face of each other, but they managed to say both. So there you go. Um, so that's that's how WWE did uh, in terms of money. So it sounds like things are going pretty well for them. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the, they don't have to, you know, pay truck drivers. They don't have to yep. pay travel agencies. They don't have to pay for flights or, well, I, I shouldn't say they don't have to pay for flights because 
I'm sure most of the people don't live in Florida that bump, but they they are saving themselves a lot of money. Now, that kind of brings up the question that when this whole thing is over, do they... I'm almost wondering if they try to do, like, I don't know, two weeks down at the uh, PC or at the uh, the their, uh, what is it called? Their uh, Capital Wrestling Center. Yeah, Capital Wrestling Center, and maybe two weeks on the road, maybe? I, because from by what the I, From what I've heard, ahead. they're basically going to largely eliminate the house show loop. There might yes. be... Occasional house shows in big markets where they're they're confident they're going to make some money, but like Boston uh, would be one of them. Boston, New York, L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the live event business is essentially going to go go away. Which um, it, it, I understand the reasoning behind it, but mm-hmm. even though those weren't huge money makers for them, that was also a place for talent, especially like talent coming up from NXT, for example, to get consistent reps yep um because you look at like raw smackdown if you're on one of those shows and you're not doing the house show loops you're wrestling once a week and it's easy if you're not familiar with how WWE likes to do things if you're not comfortable in that environment yet it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle very quickly if you're not getting those constant reps so hopefully they figure out some workaround for that and another thing is too is they kind of used house shows to experiment on how people react to the matches, the talent, uh, a lot of different things. It was basically their, you know, their practice shows. I know it sounds stupid, but, you know, um, a while back, I think it was, I think it was the last house show that I went to in Boston. Um, They had Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. It was coming up to WrestleMania where it was, those two and the Miz at Mania. It was on the road to Mania. I remember that. So I think two, three years ago. Yep. And uh, yeah, they had those two have a match. And basically, the house show match went pretty much identical to the Raw match that they had. Yeah. So because the people were reacting, they were popping for specific things. I specifically remember that the finish was a, a mirror image, it was the same yep. exact thing. Uh, so. That's uh, yes, they have the PC and stuff, but people are gonna probably take advantage of you know being able to stay with their families and stuff more often too. Yeah, yep. So we'll, yeah, we'll see uh, what happens. It'll definitely be a less grueling schedule for them, so that'll be good on their bodies for sure. Yeah, so that that also leads to a different question though. Are the do, do the contracts lower a bit? I would have to assume so, um, but if they're it's hard for them to make that case, and I understand there's lost revenue to the to the house show thing, but when you're sitting on the conference call and recording a record high profit, it's hard mm-hmm. to cry poverty, yep. um, which sort of blends nicely into our next point, because tonight the WWE released Steve Cutler uh, from the uh, SmackDown brand. For those of you who haven't been watching or keeping up with SmackDown, uh, Cutler and his tag team partner, um, Wesley Blake, were recently returned to TV as backups for uh king corbin uh last couple weeks they haven't been on with them and we also were like well what's going on um today wwe released the statement that they have come to terms on the release of steve cutler and then the dreaded we wish him all the best in his future endeavors (laughs) uh cutler himself also tweeted unfortunately today i was released it was shocking to say the least but i'm excited about the future and the possibilities in front of me 
Thanks for your continued support. 90 days, the countdown begins. Uh, of course, Cutler's release coming on the heels of Lars Sullivan's release. Also, interesting to note, Cutler is romantically linked to uh, Deanna Peraza, who was also released uh, in the last year from WWE and found a nice little home for herself in Impact Wrestling, leading to some speculation that we could see Cutler there. Uh, i got to tell you, Ginger, I feel particularly bad for Steve Cutler and Wesley yes. because they had just moved to, to the main roster. They had a nice little push starting with the New Day. And Jackson Riker just tweeted something incredibly dumb at a really bad time. Uh, and the entire act was derailed. And now this guy's finding himself released. It's yeah. for, for, for he himself had no impact on what happened. And that really sucks. No, and the shittiest part is Jackson Riker is still uh, employed, which I have yeah. a feeling I have a feeling his day is coming. Probably. Uh, yeah. Because uh, Elias, that thing, it's not, that's just dumb to begin with but yeah that that really sucks because uh, before they went up to the smackdown i specifically had said they had the style that fit the main ask roster better and sure enough they got up to the main roster and like you said they were getting the push against a new day they were in the tag team title picture and dick wad had to fucking go and post some stupid shit yeah Really sucks. Uh, I we'll see what happens with Wesley Blake. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, guys, I I I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. And, blame him. I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. You know, but uh, Jackson Riker has completely fucked them on this totally, and uh, it's it's bullshit. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. So. What are you going to do, though? Unfortunately, I'm sure he'll hopefully will find a spot landing on his feet. Oh, yeah. Um, but in perhaps the most interesting piece of news to cross my attention today. Sure. Um, it was announced that former WWE superstar Tyler Rex uh, officially came out as a transgender person. Uh, he is now living as a woman uh, named Gabby Tuft. Uh, has had, I believe, gender reassignment surgery. Uh, this announcement uh, came out today, um, very similar to Nyla Rose over in AEW. Um, there was a, a very long press release, and, and I don't necessarily think we need to read it, but um, he hasn't wrestled since, or she, I guess now, hasn't wrestled since the tag team match uh, with, her, with her WWE partner, Kurt Hawkins, at the time against Kevin Matthews and Lance Archer. Uh, in Jersey, all uh, New Jersey's Pro Wrestling Syndicate. That was in 2014. Um, I don't know if there's there's no word yet on if she's going to attempt a return to wrestling, um, but seems much happier. Seems like this is uh, this is sort of um, enhanced her quality of life. And 100% congratulations to her. Uh, wish her nothing but the best. Um, you know, unfortunately the world we live in, you can go into comment sections on this news article and you'll see some horrible, vile, disgusting things that people who are assholes feel the need to share because they can't simply allow other people to live their lives in whatever way makes them happy. Uh, they have to let you know how they fucking feel about it and they can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. Yeah. Got a lot of IWC. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and shit on her. You know what I mean? It's, it, she felt that she would have, she was 
uh, uh, she wanted to be a woman, or I, I, I don't want to like sound like a fucking asshole when it comes to this, but I, I don't know how to place my thoughts in the correct way. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking douche. So, yeah. but cool, awesome, uh, uh-huh. cool for her. You know, that's like I said, if if that's who she wanted to be, then that's who she wanted to be. And if anybody wants to talk shit about it. Too fucking bad. It's not your fucking life, you idiot. Yep, that's it. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, congratulations to Gabby, and uh, hopefully, uh, this just is a a string of the start of great things ahead for her and, and happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of potentially great things in the future, uh, last night AEW's uh, Dynamite had sort of a shocking ending. Uh, as John Moxley was in the ring, he was assaulted by a mystery person, and eventually that person unmasked themselves, and it was the former Hideo Itami, currently known, and formerly known, I guess, as Kenta, uh, attacking John Moxley. And this is based on the fact that Moxley and Kenta currently set to do battle for the IWGP United States Championship in New Japan Wrestling. So this... This prompted Dave Meltzer, our favorite, Uncle Dave, little Melty himself, <sighs> to, to break the news that the deal is done and the sides have a working relationship. The pandemic probably spread it, sped it up, but it also holds it back at the same time. The only way to get Moxley to Japan was to make a deal. When AEW first started, I think New Japan had no clue of how successful they would be. They wanted Tony Khan to come and see them, and he didn't, even though they didn't send Chris Harrington, even though the Young Bucks were office and they were ready to make the deal, New Japan thought that they were just fly-by-nighters and it's not going to mean anything. They just kind of big-leagued them, and they were wrong. They went their separate ways. But then they needed John Moxley because he had the U.S. title, and the only way to get him, because he couldn't go to Japan, was to do it here. But the only way to get him to do it here, it had to be approved by Tony Khan. So that opened the door, and Harold Meiji was gone. I wrote when Harold was gone that that opens the door, and it did open the door. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I think it probably wouldn't have happened because Moxley would have been able to go to Japan in between AEW dates and defend the championship there. That deal was already in place, but with the pandemic, because it had to be in the U.S., that changed everything. And the flip side is that by doing that, the sides are working together. AEW is pretty much working with everybody. Uh, when he was asked if there's more to this working relationship besides the one angle between Moxley and Kenta, he indicated that there will eventually be more to come, but the pandemic has to end before things can really progress. He said, the answer is pretty much yes. I know people who can't wait to go back to Japan. Uh, the pandemic spread, sped it up, but the pandemic also slows it down. Okada and Tanahashi and any of these guys can come here, but they can't when the pandemic is over. Then they can come, and yeah, at that point, relation, relations are open. Apparently, they're going to have sex. Uh, anything is open. <laughs> but it's probably not going to be that soon because they would have to quarantine to go back. Everything is open and nothing is open. Thanks for clearing that up, you dick, uh, because nothing can happen yet unless someone's going to come full time, and that's only going to be young lions. But if the pandemic ends, is there an opening to do Kenny and o- Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi at the Tokyo Dome? If everything is back to normal? Yes, there is an absolute opening. The wrestlers would want to do it. Could they do it in Madison Square Garden? Yes, they could. But is it going to happen next month? No, it can't. So, first off, let's let's give our praise to Dave Meltzer because he broke the news of this relationship a day after it was happened on TV. So, way to be ahead of the curve on that one, Dave. Um, 
breaking news immediately after it happens. Uh, but then he follows it up with, could it happen? Yeah, it could. It could also not happen. It might be. It might not be. Like, this is, people pay for this shit, and it blows my fucking mind. There's not one ounce of actual news in this article that I just read. I just read you, like, four paragraphs of fucking comments from this dude. There's not one actual piece of news in there, and people paid for that today. Just saying. Um, I, I almost fell asleep knowing it was him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but over and above things, I will say this. I think the possibility of a New Japan relationship with AEW is exciting. It does open the door to what could be some really fantastic matches uh, and really elevating the profile of New Japan Pro Wrestling in America because it is a fantastic product they have over there, uh, not seen enough by people. Um, I... I as far as people falling over the, all over themselves to say this will be a real blow to WWE and this is going to increase AEW's viewership, etc., um, I, I sort of fall in line with the, the line of thinking that the people watching New Japan Wrestling in America who are familiar with that product are people who are already watching AEW. They're smart marks. They're guys yep. who um, keep up with products overseas, and those those are the types of people that AEW appeals to. So. I don't know how much this is going to actually increase their, their following here in the United States. I, there's really only one, as far as I can think of, working relationship that would increase that fan base, and it's a WWE one, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, um, But it, like I said, from a, I don't know that it's going to be translate to huge ratings or uh, obviously when we get there, attendance success, but the truth of the matter is I think it's going to re- result in some increased in-ring product and some fantastic exposure for some incredibly talented athletes. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, first of all, fuck Dave Meltzer. Like that's, (laughs) that's a given right there. Um, but as for the, the partnership that could or could not happen, uh, yeah, it's going to get some eyes on everybody. It's going to be really nice because, for the people that watch AEW, I just I, I, I it's not that I don't choose to. It's because I don't have fucking time. But uh, I'm happy for the people that are going to be able to see some new fucking faces that they've never seen. Because, like you said, though, it, a lot of people don't watch New Japan, and they're going to be introduced to some really nice talents from there, and. As long as they follow, um, as long as they follow the storylines and everything, and see, see, that's the thing with, uh, with New Japan as well. I mean, yes, they do storylines, but their matches tell the stories instead of vice versa in American wrestling. Right. Uh, so that's going to be your your biggest thing is you're going to see hardcore workers that don't need a fucking storyline to have a hell of a match and tell Mm -hmm. unbelievable story in the ring. And it's going to mix in with AEW's secondhand WWE storylines. So, and we, uh, and we really talked about how we appreciated like guys like Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly going out there and just beating the shit out of each Mm -hmm. other. Uh, and if you like that style, new Japan is, is built for you because those guys beat the piss out of each other on a regular (laughs) basis. So, uh, before we leave this topic, uh, you, I believe, sent to us a quote from Dave Meltzer, who tweeted, Riddle me this. How many Booker of the Year winners in the last 28 years didn't, 
grow up reading my writing and learn from it? Answer is two and one couldn't have because he's much older than I am. What a fucking egotistical bastard, dude. Yep. That is like, I'm going to jerk myself off just to do it because I was sitting here and I scratched my nuts. This is Dave Meltzer has such an overinflated sense of self and he really considers himself on par with like the most influential figures in the history of the wrestling business. He fails to understand he is a mark. He's as, he's as big a mark as anybody else. He just happened to get in on the ground floor of the dirt sheets online before other people did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why he's famous. That's why he's a factor. That's it. And he has he a just, totally unbiased opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if that relationship between New Japan and WWE had happened, in, if that had happened in NXT, for example, he would have broke that story two months ago. He would have fucking spoiled it, but he didn't want, he, he works in concert with AEW, so he doesn't tell them anything because he doesn't want to spoil their show. Mm-hmm. So, um, in any event, yeah, that's enough about Meltzer, but yeah, he, he just, he doesn't understand the realities of his actual position within the world of professional wrestling. Nope. I'm not saying he's not good as a writer. I'm not saying he's not a true historian. Like he knows the history of the business. He knows stories going way back in the years. I, I, uh, that's, I'll give him credit for that. But this mm-hmm. idea that he is like super influential over the world of wrestling, he's influential with smart marks who believe everything he says and he sho- and all the shit that he shovels right down their throat. That's who he's influential with. AKA Brian Alvarez. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, let's enough talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about something you hate even more. Let's oh. talk about some ratings, Ginger. Joy. Uh, this this week's ratings corner has a little bit of an interesting twist, though, and, and it's one that we talk about all the time. Uh, so the final end results this week was Dynamite pulled in 844,000 viewers to NXT's, uh, sorry, hold on, uh, 610,000 viewers. So AEW yeah. literally kicked the shit out of the, uh, NXT this week. Here's where it gets interesting, though. We talk about all the week, every week how AEW has these huge fluctuations and it doesn't seem to line up or it's it's strange, whatever. Um Here's one. Here's something that's concerning. If you're a fan of NXT, AEW's viewership increased by 110,000 viewers. NXT's viewership decreased by 110,000 viewers. The exact amount of people left NXT to watch AEW. That should be concerning for NXT. Well, and I believe this was Troy that said this. Um, it was a special event for AEW. Yeah, that that was me too. Okay, you, um, both of you, okay. Yeah, but it's true. It was Beach Break, and they did have it advertised, and, and a, NXT, for their part, essentially advertised Edge and not much else for this week's episode. Yeah. Um, and and I've you've, you can attest to this. I've been on the show. I've been harping on the fact that they need to start promoting the matches because yeah. it does make a big difference. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Like I said, to me, the, the fact that the the decrease in NXT correlated directly to the increase in AEW is something that's concerning because that tell, that tells me that those were people who watched NXT this week and either were not impressed enough or thought AEW would be a better product this week. And either thing is not good for NXT. 
So when did um what was it was it a special event when Snow Sting made came yes. to AEW? Yes. Okay. So uh, they're starting to people are starting to realize that there's a um a little bit of a, a rhythm going here. Every time there's an event, a new person's gonna show up. Cause it was Sting last month. Uh, you, I mean, on their first pay per view, uh, you had Moxley show up. Uh, you had, I mean, it, it's happened multiple times, and then this time sure. Kenta shows up. Yeah, but Kenta wasn't advertised, so nobody knew that was coming. But oh no, I know, but neither was Sting or Moxley. But it's turning into almost like a consistent well, thing where when it's a special event, somebody's so, debuting. So Moxley was on a pay per view before AEW debuted. So. That one sort of falls out too, um, and and to in their defense, NXT brought in Edge this week, so that's another name that wasn't you know it was sort of a big deal to show up on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, and and I say this as as a lover of NXT. Obviously, I do this show every week. Mm-hmm. They've become a little they're 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 right on that threshold of becoming too WWE. Um. The thing that appealed to me, and I think a lot of people about NXT, was that it was so different than what we see on WWE television. Yeah, well, and I feel like every week we get a little bit closer and closer to that WWE formula of way too many recaps and backstage segments, and it just feels like we're headed in the wrong direction. And I'm not going to lie to you, Ginger, and I, I watch both shows mm-hmm. fairly religiously. AEW's show was much better this week, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this week's show. I yeah. wasn't in love with this week's episode of NXT. I'm no. not going to lie. Um, AEW deserved to win this week. AEW had the better show. And AEW's had the better show f- fairly regularly. There have been a few weeks where NXT's been the better, by far better. But they're falling into a very dangerous territory. And if they don't sort of rediscover what made NXT different and special, they might find themselves in, in some serious trouble here. Which uh, one of the one of one of your takes right there? We'll discuss a little bit later. That kind of happened in a promo, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, with the um, uh, what just dry the NBC Sports dropping, and more than likely hockey is going to be going on USA. Maybe they do switch nights, and maybe they don't. They do get the bump, and. They, this is not just an AEW head-to-head thing, though. Oh, I know. They need, they, they need to fix their own house. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they've they've sort of lost their way a little bit in terms yeah. of how of what made NXT so popular. So, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about it as we talk about this week's episode. So, yeah. Uh, unless you got anything else news related, that's going to end the news segment. Oh, I think we're good, and I don't have to sell anything, which is awesome. Right. So uh, I just I'm gonna have... be a little short on the notes department this week because I'm trying to bounce between screens here. So no, you're good. It's fine. It's all good. It's a lot easier when I have two computer screens in front of me. <laughs> so, Jason, are you ready? Yep. Come on. I don't want. I don't want to halfway through the episode again, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. 
We start off and we get a recap of last week's happenings. Um, that That's another thing that is kind of off about NXT. They almost start it differently every single week. Well, some weeks it's recap, some weeks it's not, but... Uh, that that part is it doesn't bother me so much. No, but still, it's something that you know maybe go with what you think is the better and just stick with it. Yeah. I kind of like consistent consistency when it comes to yeah. that. True, I, and I like the previous like this previously on NXT sort mm-hmm. of stuff. I think yeah, I, I always enjoyed that. So nice little highlight package, yeah. So we go to the ring, and Kai and Raquel are on their way to the ring, and Raquel's in the back, that is, they're not on that's, the ramp. That's the thing, as we talk about uh, stuff we like. I really enjoyed that. Sort yes. of like the, the two women on their way to the ring backstage, like you get to hear their last-minute thoughts before they head out. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's cool for the fans to see sort of the – the gorilla area, if you will, right before they have through the curtain. It's like, it's like just a, it just makes the fans feel just a little bit more engaged in what yes. they're watching. Yep. I think. 100%. Uh, Raquel then says they, they are unstoppable, and next stop is TakeOver. So we get Dakota Kine, Raquel Gonzalez versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Kai and Casey start. Kai tosses her off. Then Casey outsmarts Kai with a quick go behind in an arm drag. Tag to Caden and Casey hooks a cattle mutilation as Caden hits a basement drop kick for a two count. A little bit of a fast paced start for those two women. Yeah, they they stayed the last two matches they've seen. This one in the, their first round match, they've done a really nice job of keeping the offense quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some good tag team combinations. And I like the match in here, although I'm not sure the color sort of suited Caden as much as it did Casey, but that is Yeah, yeah. shit happens. Uh, Kai gets the upper hand with a rock-bottom backbreaker. Uh, tagged Raquel, and she gets a little offense, and all four women get in the ring, and they start to go at it. Not in the hot way. No, unfortunately. Uh, Raquel chases Caden outside, and Carter slides in, and Raquel tries to tries to, but is met with a springboard basement drop kick. Tag to Casey, and Raquel Gorilla presses her back into the ring through the middle and top rope. Uh, um, a botch happens, and I don't even know what the fuck it was supposed to happen. Don't even know where she like jumped over. Casey jumped over the rope, rolled up. Uh, rolled onto Caden's back, and then Caden f- flung her back in, and something was supposed to happen, and it got fucked up bad. Yeah. Really yeah, bad. Stuff happens. Stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. The one uh, thing I found most strange about this one, and I don't know how you feel about it, was that it, it was sort of weird to me that Caden spent a lot of time taking the heat to build to a Casey hot tag. It sort of felt like Casey should be the one taking all the heat to get the tag to Caden, and it was sort of the other way around throughout the course of the match, which I thought was a little strange. Yeah, well, yeah. got to change it up a little bit. You would think the smaller, more petite one would be the one to sort of take the heat and make the tag, similar to Enzo well, taking they, the heat for they, Cass. They kind of both took heat for a little bit, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, but we get a tag to Carter, and she hits some fire on Raquel. 
Raquel's in the corner and Kai laying in front of her. And Carter hits a nice drop kick on Raquel and then falling into a splash on Kai. I really like that. It was different. Yeah, Yep. Um, Carter hits a basement super kick on Raquel and Dick Joseph calls it a side scissor kick. You fuck Dick Joseph. You <laughs> suck. I didn't even, I didn't even bother taking down many of them this week. Cause it's just, it's so regular. I so took down quite a few because yeah. he was just fucking stupid, stupid er this week. You know, who he reminds me of, Oh God, do I want to know? Do you remember the movie Anchorman? Yes. Reminds me of Brick. I love Lamp Guy? Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. That's that's Vic Joseph right the, there. The pants party? Yep. Party with the pants? Are, yeah. you, are you saying there's a party in your pants and I'm invited? <laughs> yes, that's, that's that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the line he got Mackenzie with, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> More on that Speaking later. Books, no, no, no I, I have plenty to speak on okay. about that. Uh, back to the match. Carter is on the apron, and Raquel knocks her off into the commentator's table, bringing this really dysfunctional match to box. <laughs> back, and Carter gets a hot tag and goes to work on Kai, ending with a front roll kick for a two. Catanzaro climbs the scaffolding outside and hits a flying crossbody to both females. Nice little that spot. Was- that was fucking beautiful. The way yeah. that's not an easy spot to jump off there and lay out perfectly like she oh, no. did. No. Uh, she did a really beautiful job with that, and this girl is fucking fearless. I, I love that. Honestly, that was a great spot for me. Yeah, it, it was. She did it really quick too, and yeah. you know, could do it. But she did those American Ninja Warrior things, so that's yep. kind of what that shit is about. So, yep, oh, good, good for her. Um. Uh, in the ring, Kai hits the worst-looking scorpion kick we've seen thus far on Carter um, and tags Raquel and hooks a fireman's carry, tosses Carter, and Kai hits a Pele kick, and Casey breaks up the pin. Uh, we get a low bridge to Raquel, and Carter hits a weird Willow's Bell pile driver, but on her knees, it was just weird-looking. Um uh, she then tags Casey, and Casey hits a second rope drop, drop kick with Raquel still between the ropes. Then a low Huracarana smashing Gonzalez's face into the mat. Yeah, she a go- really nice low Rana, basement Rana. Yeah. Uh, she goes to the top and hits her twisty McFlip that is going to fucking kill somebody. She and- literally landed ass on Raquel's face. Yes. Dude, she's gonna fucking hurt somebody. I approve, but uh. <laughs> not not that kind of ass to face because yeah. that's yeah. broken cheekbone, broken nose, broken orbital. Especially with how it's, like bony Casey is, that's bone on face. I, I'm I'm wondering if the uh, intent of this move is to hit a leg drop out of it. The thing is, it's like I don't know what the end game of this move is. Like it looks cool. But what is it supposed to be? I don't know. She needs to get it more under control and get down to the fucking performance center and hit it properly. If you can't do it, don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. you got to practice that shit. Practice makes yeah. perfect. Ugh. Ugh. And uh, so when she hits that, Kai is late to break up the pins, so Raquel has to kick out. And that, to me, sucked because yes. it, took, it took this impressive finisher she has, and the second time we've seen it now, it's been kicked out of, and that mm. sucked. Dakota well, no, she, she, she beat Tony Storm last week with it. That's what I'm saying. 
So yeah. she's hit it now twice. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And, I one, thought... and it's already she's done it two weeks, and it's already been kicked out on week two. Yeah. That okay. Dakota kind of fucked her spot on that. Yeah. Uh, Casey goes but for by another. The way, by the way, hats off to Raquel for being a professional and kicking out of that, unlike they do in AEW where they just force the referee to stop counting. <laughs> Looking for his partner, like, where the fuck is he? What happened? Yeah. The referee pretends there was a reason they stopped counting. Uh, so Casey goes for another Hurricanrana, but Raquel hooks up the single arm power bomb and gets the three. And Casey is dead. Uh, and that is sending Raquel and Kai into the finals of the women's Dusty Cup. And mercifully, this clusterfuck of a match is over. Lots of clusterfuckiness in here. You know what, though? I didn't hate this match. Uh, I, I really didn't. Uh, um, there were some spots, but I felt like they worked a fast pace. I felt like most of the stuff was okay. Uh, there were some really sort of impressive spots, that, that scaffolding crossbody we talked about. Yeah, there was a couple um, high spots to it, yeah. I, I thought Raquel looked dominant again like she's supposed to. Um, and in a way, it's just sort of kicking out of the finisher by accident accidentally having to kick out of the finisher increased the profile for Raquel, which, you know, is good for her. Oh, yeah. Um, but all things considered, yeah, I mean, Casey and Caden are still sort of feeling their way through things, but, and Dakota didn't have her best performance either, but, you know, I, I, I found myself enjoying the match, and that's all I can ask for, really. Uh, I didn't, I shouldn't say I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I hated this match. It was just, it was kind of sloppy. I feel like, uh, few things got lost and obviously a few things got missed a um, little botchy but i mean it, it wasn't i don't think anybody got injured or hurt or anything like that so as long as everybody walks away okay then whatever mm-hmm. but it was it was a it was a mediocre match for me and i said at the beginning of this tournament when it first started before they even announced anybody in it i said it was going to be raquel and dakota in the final yes yep so here we are um, it does create a very interesting scenario for next week because do they have the women of the way lose so early into sort of their their new group partnership, theory? or do we go heel on heel in the finals? It's going to be interesting to see how they choose to do that. I don't know, man. I wish I could answer that for you, but it, yeah. if you make Candice an indie job, ugh, yuck. I'm, I mean, Shotzi's over, but again, it's, I don't know. And maybe they're, Ember's sort of high profile, even though, you know, we know she struggles with certain things, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens next week. Yeah. yeah. So after the match is over, we go to the commentator's table, and Dick doesn't fuck something up and congratulates Wade Barrett on becoming an official U.S. citizen. Awesome. Good for you, Wade. Uh, So dual citizenship, I think, right? I think so, probably. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Beth Phoenix, with the funniest fucking smirk I've ever seen in my life, then pulls out a picture of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. (laughs) Holding out the American flag. After... She offered him her pie. Yes. Yep. And Edge was in the house, so yeah. better watch out there, Wade. 
<laughs> she looked at Wade and went, do you like pie? Pie? <laughs> and she hands him a very small apple pie. But no, that's cool. I like I like that they did this. They gave it a little spot for Wade to, you know, kind of congratulate him and stuff. I think that's really fucking cool. Yep. Um, uh, we then go back, uh, go to the back, and dinner time is not being served tonight as some other woman is interviewing Tony the Booty Storm. Where the fuck is dinner time? I'm starving. I hope it's not COVID related. Well, no, because Vic wouldn't be there if that was the case. Oh, you don't know when the last time. I mean, she probably doesn't fuck him. Still, they got a kiss. Not necessarily. <laughs> my guess is it's one of those things where he's just from a family with money, so she's just stringing him along. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't make more sense than anything else. Ah. <sighs> Always get that fucking monster cock, dude. Horse cock. Horse cock. I don't have that drop. Sorry, peeps. Yeah, he be- he better not steal my gimmick. Nah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I I was very disappointed that Mackenzie yeah. Mitchell was not there. And more on that situation Although, a little it, bit later. It played out well later on. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh. So she is, yeah, she's with Tony the Booty Storm. Um, she says, EO has been untouchable. EO will not stop her. And that dead weight Mercedes Martinez isn't going to stop her from winning the NXT Women's Championship. Dead weight, um, huh? That's pretty brutal. <laughs> this was a significantly better promo than the one Tony cut last week. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I felt like she had a little bit to prove after that horror show of a promo last week. Uh, this was much, 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 much better. Much yeah. better. Yeah, absolutely. Looking good, too. Man. Uh, we then, me or Tony? No, uh, Tony. Um, we then either. cut to Regal and Edge talking backstage, and Edge picks up a random artifact that's in Regal's office, and he just starts babbling on about it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did, did you see the artifact? No, what was it? It was a pair of like brass knuckles mounted on a <gasps> plaque thing. No! So I'm guessing he's sitting there going, is this the fucking pair you hit me with? <laughs> I couldn't see that. It was yeah. fucking brass. That's amazing. That yeah, was great. They probably were like, hey, you guys are going to just be in the back, and Edge's like, Edge spotted it and probably was like, "Oh, I'm 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 doing it." Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't catch that. Good catch, man. Uh, next up, we have Leon Ruff versus Austin Theory. Uh, Theory gets his own version of the Gargano Way music. During the entrance, Johnny pops out from behind Austin with the biggest smile on his face, and I notice immediately that Johnny can transform into Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. It's exactly who he fucking looked like. Still frame that and then look up a picture of fucking Fozzie Bear. I'm telling you, dude, hilarious. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I promise. Uh, Leon uses his quickness. Theory tries to back suplex Ruff, but Ruff backflips and brings Theory down instead of Ruff. Uh, uh, excuse me. Are you talking about the fallaway slam attempt? No, no, he went for like a back suplex when he had the headlock oh, on him. Okay. Oh, and then uh, Theory went for the back suplex, and Ruff like grabbed his chin 
It mm. almost did like a, a an edgematic in a way. Yeah. So it, it was it was something different that I personally I've never seen do. So it kind of bumped out mm. if it looked nice. Um, Ruff is then caught in a crossbody, tries to deliver a follow-up slam, but Ruff lands on his feet and hits a drop kick. Then a schoolboy roll through and kicks Theory in the face. By the way, Leon Ruff has gotten more TV time over the last couple months than anybody else, right? Mm. This guy's on more, every single fucking week. More than Kushida, tell you that. For sure. Yeah. More than um, uh, Bronson, and they're yep, trying to absolutely. push him. Absolutely. More than EO fucking Shirai, who's your NXT Women's Champion, I can sure as hell tell you that. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, Theory eventually catches Ruff in a back suplex, and he goes to work. Ruff attempts a comeback, but gets cut off by a back elbow. Ruff hits a knee, getting him... Excuse me. Ruff hits a knee, getting him a bit of space from Theory. Gargano tries to interfere and gets kicked off, kicked in the face. He then tries to interfere again and gets forearm, knocking him off the apron. Ruff and Theory dodge running attacks on each other and ending and it ends in a double shoulder block. Doesn't make sense for Theory to big jacked up Theory to be bumping off a little fucking Rhea, Leon Ruff shoulder block. But that sends Ruff to the outside. Uh Indy and Candace come out to check on Johnny, then Shotzi and Ember come out as the re- to attack them. Because we need a clusterfuck right now. Overly booked again. Yep. Uh as the ref gets them out of the ringside, uh, Johnny stands in front of Ruff and Ruff slaps his own hands and bumps on the floor. The ref doesn't see it, but still kicks Johnny out as Ruff laughs at him. How'd you feel about that? Didn't fucking need it. But Johnny did try to interfere twice. Sure. So I, I I didn't need this match. I don't need more Leon Ruff. I don't need more Leon Ruff and Johnny Gargano back and forth. Like yeah. I'm just sort of over it at this point. Yeah, understandable. Step up kick on the apron to Theory and Ruff hits. <gasps> Excuse me, holy shit! Um, and Ruff hits the swishing, swishing second rope cutter for a two. I uh, I don't know what the fuck I was trying to type there. <laughs> Theory catches Ruff on the outside, hot shot on the barricade, and back in the ring, and he hits the ATL for the three. Which Vic calls the all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And Wade Barrett corrected him and oh, said yes. the ATL. Yes. Wade Barrett does that a lot, and I appreciate it. Yeah, thank God. Thank God, Wade Barrett. Uh, after the match is over, Theory hits another... ATL on Ruff, then grabs the ring bell and goes, oh, this looks really oh, nice. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, before you get there. Sure. As he hits the ATL the second time, did you catch what Barrett said? No. He goes, Vic is like, this is atrocious, and Barrett's like, he's having fun. We should encourage this. <laughs> That's fantastic. In these sad times. That's great. <laughs> uh, so Theory grabs the bell. And looks to get in the ring, but Dexter Loomis stops him and puts him in an arm triangle. But Theory escapes, but Loomis pulls out a chunk of his hair and creepily rubs Apparently it pulled, on his own face. 
Yeah, apparently pulled out the only chunk of his hair that was a completely different color and length. Hmm. No, it was the same color, but no, definitely no, a different length. Not. It was not. It was a different shade of brown. Oh. Why well, rewound it just to look? It was not the same color. <laughs> so, oh. um, also fucking hated this because you don't watch AEW, but back when they first started, Nawesome Kong was there. She had this horrible gimmick of like, yeah, I know, she cut off people's yeah. hair and like clipping yeah. them. To, what the fuck is this? He did. He ripped Stupid. out his hair. He did. It's the second time he's taken hair from somebody, dude. Who else did he take hair from? I think it was uh, Grimes. He definitely did it once before. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. It's like a gimmick now. Oh, man. Please don't. Don't. I don't like what they're I doing like with Dexter Loomis. The Loomis, the mysterious Loomis. You don't know shit about him. He should not be drawing pictures. He should have a fucking secondhand person that talks for him, and he just stands there with his eyes fucking wide open doing the wrist uh, rub. That's it. That's yep. all he yep. should fucking be doing. Should not be doing rubbing hair on his face, drawing pictures. Uh, I, I don't I don't mind the popping up sometimes. Yeah. But the oversaturation of it ruins it. He Guys, also you know what else he shouldn't be? A face. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway. get get him the fucking voice and you're right. good to go. Turn him fucking yep. heel, man. Yep. So thoughts on your mat on the match? It was good for. I mean, I enjoyed the in ring stuff. Just really horribly overbooked. Didn't mm-hmm. need to see, you know, the entire way come out. And I mean, look, Leon Ruff is very talented in the ring, but he's taken all this time, and we are not. Look, and, and I understand Leon Ruff is a new guy, and we're sort of pushing him, and I get that. But all every single week does not need to be a Leon Ruff week. We could. When was the last time we saw uh, AG on the show? I don't um, know. Can't you know, remember. Exactly. There's there's so many talented guys down there that we don't get to see on TV very often. Uh, you know, they just re- can, re- repackaged Boa. We haven't seen him wrestle since they repackaged him. Um, there's just, there's, there's so many guys they could be using that don't, we don't have to see Leon Ruff every single fucking week. We really don't. I'm sorry. He, the, the quick storyline with him, Johnny and Damien Priest, it was entertaining because it was a shock because you didn't fucking think that Ruff was going to win that championship, but he did. And the storyline they did with it was fun, but that's all it should have been. Nothing more. Nothing more at all. And that started to go on a little too long too. Yeah, a little bit. I, it was something different. They, I, I, yeah. it, it intrigued me because I, I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody was. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. I, I, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much done with uh, Leon Ruff. Certainly against the way. Like if you're gonna use him, move him on to something else. Yeah, but who the hell is he? He's so small. He's a cruiserweight. He should be a cruiserweight. Yep. Should we go off against... And I I would much prefer him against Santos than the Lone Star that we'll talk about later. Oof, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that later. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Legato Del Fantasma, build-up video for tonight's matches. 
Uh, Joaquin and Raul are in the Dusty Classic, and uh, Escobar is going against the Lone Star in the Cruiserweight Championship match. Yep. Uh, so we get a weird Tian Shah promo, uh, artistic drawings with the backstory of Tian Shan, Tian Shah, uh, which is the leader of the group with Boa and Zaya Lee. So essentially the, the crux of this is that the woman that sits on the throne mm-hmm. is a thousand years old and was trained by a dragon. Yeah, we did that. They did it. Mm-hmm. Unreal. <laughs> I don't like hokey shit. I really don't. How do you feel about dudes pretending to be dinosaurs? Is that a fucking serious question? That's not an AEW, is it? Because they're yeah. supposed to be legit. No, I know. They don't do hokey stuff. Oh, no, no, no hokey shit. Hokey pokey nonsense. None of that, right? I'm fucking believable. Yeah, and then they don't have uh, a team get suspended for cutting off the dinosaur's horns, right? That's that's another thing, right? Yeah. Poor guy hasn't been able to get horny since then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. NXT dad jokes. Yeah, gotta love them. Because that's all you get here. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we get Legato, Legato del Fantasma, which is uh, Joaquin which, Wild and Raul Mendoza taking on. Which, which Google Docs decided to call Legos, so that was good. Lego del Fantasma? There you go. Lego my ego. I like it. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see if Lego could put together a good match this week. Yeah. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest is here. Jeff is here uh, right. for to call this Lucha <laughs> House Party match. Dude, we're like the new Jeff. It's like a Lucha House Party's on every show we cover now. They transitioned, and I fucking hate it's... it. Wait, are we? Never mind. Uh... <laughs> Thought we are going back to a previous story. Um, the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't need to see Lucha House Party anymore. Nope. Well, let's see but, if they win the match. No. Uh, Raul and Metal Dick start uh, with some Lucha-style fast-paced work, ending in a tag to Lindsay, who then comes damn near close to breaking his own fucking neck on a springboard moonsault. Oh, my goodness. He was almost dead. Yep. Uh, tag to Joaquin, and they hit a double spine, uh, yeah, a double spine buster, a wishbone split, and double basement drop kicks for a two count. And almost killing yourself with a botch is uh, Metal League's gimmick, so he's still in his partner's boots there. Well, it's a, it is his partner. He rubs off on him a little bit. I guess. I mean, I, I <laughs> wait, wait. Does that mean since we're partners on this show, does that mean you rub off on me? Nah, I need, I need some, I need some, I need some rubbing. Okay. Lindsay gets a tag to metal and he tries a fire spot but goes for his second rope walk second rope walk and Raul says no fuck you and step up kicks him in the face, sending him to the outside. I really fucking like that. Yes. Like, I, I always like when people actually look like they scouted somebody's moves and style and, and counter it. I, I really enjoy that. Oh, speaking of which, you know what we didn't see this week? What's that? 
that uh, the other rope, the rope dodge up by Ruff, yeah. And I believe last week yeah. you said um, you didn't need to see it every week. Told you they listen. Tell you, man, we need to, dude, hook it's us up, scary, please. Dude, it really is. It really is. Please, for the love of God, please just, <laughs> just give us a sponsorship. Me. Give us a sponsorship and hire Jason. That's Good all we job. want. If you're going to steal my ideas, you might as well pay me for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, tag to Joaquin, who then topes into metal, and we tope into commercial. So so you know sold the tope there, but he he was outside the ring waiting for a tag. He got the tag, and he literally dove through the corner ropes. Like, yes. It was, it was sort of a cool visual. I liked it. You don't see that very often. Yeah. We would see it again later in on another match, but this week, but <laughs> agents clearly didn't talk to each other. But I thought I really enjoyed that. I popped a little bit for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we come back from commercial and we get a sunset power bomb to Raul off the top by Metal Dick. He definitely smashed the back of his fucking head on that. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, tag, tag to Lince, forearm drop and drop kick, forearms, drop kicks, flippy arm drag, ending in a crossbody for a two. Uh, handspring stunner for a two. Raul dumped out, but Joaquin gets the better of Lucha House Party and hits a rope bounce backflip into a double DDT, but doesn't quite hook Metal Dick up, but gets a two on Lindsay. Still impressive. Oh, yeah. He, like, walked up it and then sat down and backflipped. It was cool. Uh, Joaquin dumped out, and Lindsay places Raul on the top rope, crotch first on the rope, not the corner. Metal Dick then runs up the to runs up the turnbuckles and delivers a hurricanrana to the outside, sending Raul into Joaquin on the outside. Holy shit! I thought somebody was gonna fucking die. They didn't though, and it was a great spot. I actually really liked that. Oh yeah, no, it was fantastic. It looked, but it looked awesome. I saw. Oh my god, what is Metal Dick doing? Oh my god, please don't, please don't. <laughs> Like, Ricochet does that, you don't worry. Metal dick. Yeah, sketchy as fuck. <laughs> Lindsay then hits a top rope moonsault to the outside into Raul. Ra- Raul I almost said Raul Queen. Raul and Joaquin. Uh, they get back in the ring, and Lindsay hits a Huracarana into a pin for a two. By the uh, way, Joaquin announced on Twitter the birth of his child recently. Oh, so really? Congrats to, uh, congrats to the new dad. Oh, that's why we didn't see him for a couple weeks. Yes. Okay, yep. congratulations, sir. Um, he the, uh, Lindsay then sends Joaquin off the ropes, and Raul blind tags, and Joaquin reverses a tilt-a-whirl, hooks up a side Russian leg sweep, and Raul hits a flying front kick, and Joaquin hits the Russian leg sweep in combo. Jesus. Wait, Russian le- okay. combination. I'm gonna try this real quick. Flying front kick, Russian leg sweep combination, and Legato gets the win, baby. Yeah. Yay! It's their second win. Yeah. It's about fucking time a fucking stable and NXT should start winning. I, you know what? Here's the thing, and we joke a lot. This is one of the more enjoyable Lucha House Party matches for me. I actually, I, I really got into this match. I thought they did a nice job. Yeah, a little bit. I, I just feared for Joaquin and Raul working that. Yeah, but. <laughs> they actually think they've been better during this NXT run. I feel like almost like down here in NXT is a little more 
of a style they they work and they're comfortable with and it looks a little bit better yeah um and other than that one really horrible botch where he almost killed santos um for the most part they've been pretty solid down here i think they're working with guys who are much more conditioned to work that style and take those bumps and i think this is a better place for them in reality as much as i don't want to see them on a regular basis i think this is a much better setting than wwe for them which i want i want to bring up a conversation after this next little part msk then comes out and they congratulate legato on their victory they talk a bunch of shit, and that's our matchup for next week in the semifinals. Yep. Uh, what, I, what I wanted to bring up, where the fuck is Kalisto? Uh, well, first off, I think he got drafted to a different show than them, didn't he? Because I know they split. Yeah. So um, they, I wonder. I almost wonder if they're um, repackaging. Because... Oh. It's possible. I don't know. I I haven't heard anything about it, but I know he was injured at one point. So yeah, yeah, could just be that. That's a possibility. Ah, so next up. So yeah, again, uh, I I think that match next week with MSK and Legato is gonna be fucking amazing. Yep. yep. I'm yeah. like. I'm almost salivating now thinking about it because absolutely, but I don't want to overhype it because then I'll be super disappointed by it for some reason <laughs> because that's how I am. Uh, video of Champa and Thatcher preparing for their match coming up against Roderick strong and Adam Cole in the dusty classic. Uh, we then show Pete Dunn one and two come out. They arrived before we went to commercial, and then they came out after commercial. Yeah, Oni did a horrible job parking. Fucking, he should be, fuck, he should lose his license for that. It's all sideways and shit. Awful. But hey, at least he didn't drop his kids off at school this week. <laughs> so, uh, Pete says he warned Balor, but he was forced to snap his fingers last week. Sure enough, Balor's music hits. Has a microphone. It says, you say you're done waiting, but you're still hiding behind the line of those two clowns. Pete says he doesn't hide behind anyone. Beller says, doesn't look that way to me. And as Beller's getting in the ring, Pete Dunn shrugs one and two off, and they leave. Finn gets in the ring. Uh, The first chance Pete gets, he's taking that championship. Finn says, "Will you get your chance at Takeover Vengeance Day?" Which how do you feel about that name? I, I hate it. Just do Vengeance. Okay. Yeah, it's not fucking hard. It's because it's Valentine's Day, so they're trying to play off the whole Valentine's Day Vengeance Day. It's yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I I wish they just went with St. Valentine's Day Massacre. To be honest, that works. Yeah, true. I I mean they're they're fucking. Taking name old school pay per view names anyway, right? Why not? That's the pay per view that Paul White debuted in WWE. Absolutely. Um. So after he announces that that match is happening, you think you know me? Edge's music hits. He walks in the ring, says, "This feels good." And Sal was like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man. 
Um, Go listen to the end of WWE Rundown if you want to know why. Oh, my God. Troy had to cut the, those two, these two <laughs> off, Troy and uh, – I'm sorry, Sal and Jason. Because that would have gone all night because Sal I th- – Sal was busy being wrong, and it just led to a heated discussion. That's all. And it continued into the fucking text messages the next day. (laughs) (laughs) I think Troy started that, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He he fucking antagonized it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Edge goes on to say, in WWE, everyone focuses on Raw and SmackDown. Everyone in WWE focuses on the E part. But here in NXT... We focus on the second W, which, if you don't know what that is, it's wrestling. It's a good uh, word. It's a Vince. He always saw passion, hunger, fire, and eyes of workers for NXT. Uh, this show is the place that helped him find his passion again. Uh, by winning the Royal Rumble, he can challenge any champion. And he says, I see the two of the very best right here. Looks at Pete and says, I see a lot of myself in you. Pete shrugs his shoulders. Says the good and the bad. But that makes us who we are. And I would have shrugged my shoulders like that ten years ago too, kid. Love that. Yeah. Uh, He then turns to Finn. Says, I look at you and I see a guy that is operating on a completely different level. You are in a zone that is special to watch. Is it the drop zone? <laughs> says, I'll be watching your match at TakeOver because I've never had that as he's pointing to the NXT championship. He said, that is intriguing. And if I haven't made my choice by TakeOver, this fight may cause me to make a choice. And cut scene after that amazing fucking promo. You said it and I couldn't fucking agree anymore. They need to put Edge in a room and have every motherfucker that doesn't know how to cut a promo learn from him. This guy knows exactly what the fuck to say, when to say it, and he nails it every single fucking time. Yeah, 100%. So how did yeah, you feel about great. this little uh, little thing going on? I loved it. My only, the only thing I hate about this is that it made me want something that I know I'm not going to get. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I don't see the I don't see the Rumble winner two years in a row cashing in on an NXT title. I feel oh, like Vince oh. will Vince will say it sort of denigrates the the WWE titles that people keep preferring the NXT shot. But um, but there is a part of me that's like, a those matches would be great. B oh. you got to think Edge would like to have Beth call one of his matches before he's before he retires. Yeah, well, so. we'll see what happens because, yeah, we'll 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 um, we'll we'll discuss something a little bit later as well on mm-hmm. this matter. Uh, but yeah, absolute fucking fire promo. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the segment. Um, I don't. It was the hour split segment, and I think it was perfectly placed. To be honest, yeah, it was well done. Yeah. Uh. So Johnny Gargano is with some rando out back uh, for an interview. I'm it's, sorry, dude. Show her some respect of calling her by her name. She's not Mackenzie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, first name not, last name Mackenzie. Yeah. Uh, and well, Johnny then says, "I'm glad you're not Mackenzie because she asks stupid questions." But then he calls her Mackenzie later. 
Well, no, no. No, yes, he did. Did he? Yep, yep. He went McKenzie. What else you got? Or something like that. No, he said, no, no. He said, okay, not McKenzie. What else you got? I don't think he He, he 100% said okay. not McKenzie. I, yep. Then I missed that, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he said McKenzie. I'm going to go back and watch it. Just to be sure. Uh, she asked some questions, and he's amping her up, and then she says, she just heard from Mr. Regal's office that he will be defending his championship at TakeOver Vengeance Day. And Johnny asks, who is it? And she says the K-word, K-Kushida. And he starts questioning, questioning her credentials. You said the K-word. This is fucking yeah. fantastic. It's my favorite part. What are you, a crazy lady? <laughs> Come with me. Come with me. I'm going to get you fired. (laughs) He then makes her and the cameraman follow him to Regal's office to see her get fired. He was a Karen. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, After break, they get to Regal's office and knock, knock, knock. Kushido answers the door. With the with the best shit eating grin on his face too, <laughs> like we've never seen that side of Kushida on WWE television. I actually really love that. It was fantastic. He's like, he's like, you need an appointment. He's like, I don't need an appointment. What are you talking about? He's like, Kushida's like, no, no, no. seriously, you need an appointment. I'm not gonna do an awful Asian accent because <laughs> I'm like, not gonna do that. Mr. Regal's busy, and you see him in the background. Yeah. I sort of wish I sort of wish he was just like sitting there doing a crossword or something that was clearly not busy. <laughs> but um, so Johnny says, "All right, I'll come back," and then punches Kushida in the face, and they battle a bit. Kushida slams Johnny through a door, but Johnny, and then Johnny ends up on the floor, and Kushida kicks Johnny's arm. As they get separated. I hope you know what that's going to lead to. It's going to annoy the fuck out of me. What? Johnny's going to cut next week. Johnny's going to come out with an arm slang. Uh, say he's hurt. And we're going to do this bullshit storyline. Hate it. Hate it. Well, you can't hate things retro like before they happen. No, uh, I, okay. I, I hate those types of storylines. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hate it. Um, so I take it you like this whole segment from? Yeah, it was yeah. entertaining. Okay. Again, too many backs, too much time spent backstage on Dude, the show in general. But this this, is what I mean. It man. was entertaining like, at least. I'm so tired of taking these fucking notes now because I have to write down everything they fucking say, yeah. and it's like boom, 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 pause, type. Yeah. All right, rewind. Yeah. I missed the last word that he said. Yep. Well, well, inside, inside <laughs> knowledge there. Uh, we then go to Jesse Kamea with Bobberty Fuckface and Aaliyah. And oh, yeah, she, that, that's two weeks in a row for Jesse Kamea, too. So. And she is taking on Tony the Booty Storm. Tony starts immediately whooping that they, ass. They didn't, they didn't give you your entrance either. Yeah, they 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 showed they showed, they showed some booty. They gave us the back shot. No, no, they didn't. Not the one that we loved. Not the not, not the one that we loved, but we got a back shot. Sure, but not not the one. Not the back shot. We got a back right. shot. A back shot, not the back shot. Um, Jesse hits a corner hot shot and. 
You hear Wade Barrett. So apparently Bobbert E. Fuckface is over there talking to the commentators. And apparently Bobbert uh, hands Wade Barrett a free pass to the gym. And Vic Joseph goes, oh, I, I didn't get one. Wade Barrett goes, what are you going to do with those pipe cleaners for arms? Uh-huh. Basement spinning heel kick by Jesse as she gets a little bit of work in. Uh, then this match becomes absolutely fucking pointless because in comes Mercedes Martinez and she goes immediately for Tony, but hits Jesse first because Jesse got in her way. Hey, so remember when I said we're more and more like the WWE all the time? Yep. Here you go. Did we really need to protect Jesse Kamea? Could she not take a loss here and then have Mercedes jump her? Did we really need a disqualification? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe they were running off on time, running a little bit over on time. You could have told her to go home quickly. Tony Storm should be fucking squashing Jesse Kamea. True. Mm. Sure. I, I agree. 100%. And the referee has an earpiece. He could. They could have called that on the fly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, nope. Fucked up. And again, they went like 20 minutes after this in this segment. So I, you know, no, this was the plan. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so. Out comes Io as Martinez and Tony are battling, and she just sits on top on the top turnbuckle and watches the two ladies battle it out. She did look hot up there, though. Yeah, she did. Io then hits a moonsault she, off. She now, so for the record, when we have these conversations, this is the difference. Now, I will say Io looked hot sitting on the turnbuckle, and you will go, yeah, she did. That's why you get the reputation as the horny one. Did I really <laughs> fucking you... sound like that? Yes, you did. Oh, I totally didn't mean to fucking come <laughs> off like that. Wow. Wicked fucking creeper mode, apparently. Yes. Yes, Jason. She looked smoking on the top <laughs> turnbuckle. She looked lovely. She looked hot. She was a stunning vision. Uh, sound like your Paul Heyman impersonation. <laughs> if you'll excuse me for a second, sir. I need to watch EO sit on the top turnbuckle. Uh, EO then hits a moonsault off if the top EO rope. EO needs somewhere else to sit, I would be happy to provide my face. EO mm-hmm. hits the moonsault off the top rope to the outside, and yeah. she takes out both women, but even though she did not even fucking touch them. Yeah, you remember that whole thing with uh, Jim Ross a couple weeks ago that he got heat with the AEW guys because he said, you know, everybody goes outside and they cluster up like coils and wait for somebody to jump on them? Yeah, that's what happened here. They were all just they were just standing there staring up at EO, waiting for her to jump on them. Stupid. Yep. Hate that. Oh, you got a battle. And then the last second, you got a fucking, that's when you turn. Yep. Um. Uh, we then get a promo from Lone Star, Kurt Stallion, a.k.a. Wish version of Heath Slater. Uh, he talks... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Wish version of Hangman Page. Okay. I'll, I'll... Okay. <laughs> so, if Heath Slater and Adam Page had a baby, it's Lone Star, Kurt Stallion. I get a Matthew McConaughey vibe, though. I don't know. He needs to start going, hey, 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 in those promos. Hey, hey, hey. No, that was I know what, what what is what McConaughey. is what is. All right, all right, nice. all right. Thank you, Wow, go. I can't believe we just we both just fucked that up. Uh, uh, on NXT, re- 
NXP rundown. Uh, look, hit us up. Yeah. Just plug our shit. Uh, he talks about earning his title shots on 205 Live in a five-man match and his title sh- yeah, and to bet on the Lone Star. You know who he beat in that match? Lucha House Party. AG. You know who would have been better in this title shot? AG. Yes. Easily. Yep. He really fucking did he so he pinned AG? I believe he did. Oh, but AG that's was terrible. definitely in the match. That's awful. Yeah. Get me more AG on NXT. Right? It's got a ring to it. AG on NXT. It's true. Hashtag that bitch. Make it go viral. Alright. Uh, so then we get a, a blockbuster of an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a man that we have missed more than anybody realizes. Next week, the return of Cameron <laughs> Grimes. He's back do next you, week. Do you know where he's been? Nope. Oh, wait. No, he got injured. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, he he got that injury yeah, from uh, Thatcher, right? Yeah, yeah. I wa- I wonder what the shoot issue was. I don't know. Maybe he had some time off. He had been running a lot. Not really. He just took a fucking break before that. Yeah, he was on every week. He was doing the. He he did a ton of stuff. He was like a week to week guy. It was first it was the priest stuff, then it was the Loomis stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was only on, like two months. He was on pretty much every week for a good stretch there. I want more Cameron Grimes. I hear you. So I do sad. feel like there's like a, a lack of some star power on NXT right now, but and he should honestly, he should be one of your main focals right now. Absolutely. Yep. Um, hopefully, with the big announcement for next week, that all starts next week. That's right. Next up, we have Kurt Stallion, or sorry, Kurt the Lone Star Stallion. Mm-hmm. Versus Santos Escobar for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Mom, can we get Hangman Page? We already have Hangman Page at home. <laughs> Still order him off a wish. Uh, might take longer, but he'll get here. Santos gets the advantage after a couple of tie-ups, uh, then starts to mangle the shoulder of Kurt. International ending with a drop kick. And they show the beautiful, luscious Scarlet on the Bukaki balcony. I believe this was the first time we've seen Scarlet in anything other than black. Interesting. Yeah, red. Red dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, double knees and a suplex get a two for Escobar. Uh, Lone Star tries a comeback, but gets a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, which was very, very weird looking. Kurt hits a clothesline over the top as Escobar is distracted by the beautiful Skylet as we go to break. Oh, yeah, of course I would. I'd let him roll roll me up and pin me. Shit. Uh, Come back, and Escobar is still working on Kurt's shoulder when... Excuse me. Escobar then hits a muscle buster, but dropping to his knees. Do you, is is there a name for that move? Muscle buster dropping to his knees. Yeah, um, instead of falling yeah. backwards, he just drops to his knees. What the hell is that called? 
I have no idea. Escobar oh, just put it. Oh God. No, I just fucked something up on the, uh, oh. the version I'm watching here. There we go. Okay. okay. Um, Escobar goes for a knee. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Escobar just starts putting on every submission he can to switch from the half crab. Puts him in an STF. Just then a headlock and just keeps going at him. Uh, Escobar goes for a knee in the corner, but gets a German in some forearms. Then a tope to the outside, through the middle, uh, through the bottom buckle in the corner. Uh, Stallion hits a splash on back on the inside and gets a close two. Kurt looks for a DDT, but Escobar says nope, fuck you, and Northern lights him into the corner and gets a two. Huge flying boot, and Escobar hits the Phantom Driver, then the Legato, and still, your Cruiserweight Champion, Santos Escobar. Don't like that combination that way. Although, Legato looked better this week, because he made it very obvious that the side of his face hit his knee, as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like, his chest. Yeah. Which is what it's been the last couple times, so it looked better that way. I still prefer the Phantom Driver. Uh, as the finish, but yeah, just you know. switch it up. Put the fucking legato, then the phantom. That's driver. what he did last time. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh not great for me. I, I'm a San, I'm a bigger Santos fan than you are. I think. St- I just felt like Stallion didn't have the sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Presence to match up with Santos. That the no. I felt like Santos just badly outshined him here. Well. Santos kind of like beat the shit out of him the whole time. Yeah, and it, part of the thing is like Stallion hasn't been. You've tried to warm him up over the course of two weeks. The fans have no real attachment to NXT fans, at least, have no real attachment to Kurt Stallion, and there was no. The way an underdog babyface works is that you make the fans want to see him win. Yeah. Um. Because he has a, t- he he almost has a cocky attitude to him. Yeah. I, I just I, I didn't think this worked for a lot of reasons. No, no, I'll agree. Escobar just keeps staring at Scarlet, and who can blame him? And he's smiling at her, but out comes Killer Cross, who immediately takes out Ra- Raul and Joaquin, and then he power bombs Raul into the boards, and it looked fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, he gets in the ring and gets in the face with uh, do you know, Escobar. Do, do you know what else was awesome here, though? What do you got? Escobar didn't back away. No. Nope. Escobar was not afraid of him at all. Escobar mm-hmm. looked like a fucking certifiable badass here. I yeah. felt like this was a big moment for him, honestly. Yeah. yeah. No, I was even like, oh, shit, because I figured he was going to do the chicken shit heel thing. Right, yeah. But no, he nope. fucking stayed where he stood his ground. I loved it. Toe to toe. Yep, absolutely. Yep. He's a champion. He should be doing that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, So he gets in his face and he says, it seems we have an ongoing problem, which I don't I don't get why. Because Scarlet left a tarot card on his gear like. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I'm going to give you. But but, but, oh, you know what it is? Do you remember that promo a few weeks ago where um, he called himself the champion of champions? Yeah. One of the reasons was that he's not a champion that gets hurt winning the title and then has to give it up before they ever defend it. Oh. So he took a shot at Cross in that promo. Well, technically he took a shot at... Um... Which, yes, but but keep in mind what we've seen of Cross. Priest talked shit about him. Mm-hmm. He went after Priest. Now, 
uh, Escobar talks shit about him, he's going after Escobar. So this is sort of seems to be the new character, uh, the new sort of motivation for him. Is anyone to talk shit about him, he goes after him. Well, that's how it should be in wrestling. You talk you shit about me, I'm going to fuck you at you. Like. Sometimes, hey, sometimes you just want to feud over Japanese hair shampoo commercials. Stuff happens, man. Cross then says, I'm going to give you the gift of time because the inevitable will happen. He then proceeds to wave him on and says, run along. And Escobar, his whole demeanor changed. And he gets pissed off. And he does back down. And Cross says, TikTok. Um, also should note that while this was going on, Scarlet came off the balcony and was standing next to Cross. Yes. Yep. And they uh, they kept flipping to the camera angle from behind Scarlet mm-hmm. and Cross, which I feel like was very intentional given what Scarlet was wearing. <laughs> hey. If, or not wearing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if they want to continue to not to to put less and less clothing on Scarlet, I'm okay with that. I am one hundred percent okay with this. But you know, we'll 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 see what, what happens here. Um so we then so after that, so Santos does walk away. He does get out of the ring. And that's the end of the segment. Uh, yep. We then get disembodied voice catching up with Edge. Uh, and he asks about the decision, but before he, was, he answers... He was, chatting, he, he, he was fist bumping with Bronson Reed before he left. Yeah, yeah, try, sorry, sorry. Um, He's like, dude, cool Godzilla jacket. Where's your little pet Godzilla, buddy? Right. Uh, but before Edge gets really to really explain, uh, Karrion Cross approaches him. Yeah. Says that it's not going to be Pete Dunne or Finn Balor you have to face. It's going to be me because I'm taking back the title that mm-hmm. I never lost. Edge, Edge then says, words like that get me motivated to come back here. I don't know if you'd like that. Fantastic. And yet again, another thing that I want more than anything to see now that I know. Dude, I was full erect for this. Seriously. Honestly. The only problem with this Edge visit to NXT is it just gave me a whole bunch of shit that I want to see now that I know I never will. Dude, honestly, man, I I really don't understand why they would do this to us. I don't know. Um, Because. It's going to hurt our soul at the end. Well, you're yes. ginger. You don't have a soul, so hey, it won't bother hey, you. But hey, hey, hey! I steal souls. I told you this. <laughs> I steal souls. I do. I do have one. I just. I. I, I have multiples. You know, it's all about stealing the souls and filling and holes. Stealing souls and filling holes. God. Stealing Wasn't souls that and Undertaker shirt at some point. It's like a really bad Undertaker shirt at one point that said something like that. <laughs> oh man. 
I just, uh, you know, it's it's a fucking huge tease, man. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't fucking like it. Unless at all. they deliver on it, but I can't see that they would. Oh my god, uh, why wouldn't they? That because that's really random. You know because what I mean? Edge, Edge is such a money draw for the main roster. I can't imagine him sort of making him a fixture in NXT at this point. But still, the why NXT didn't even get a spot on Survivor Series, so I'm not sure they're going to get a spot on WrestleMania. There wouldn't even it, there would be like there there's no reason for that whole thing right there that happened to happen. Why tease that? Just to just to pop the rating. Tried to pop the ratings on NXT. Obviously, it didn't work. But oh my god, um, dude! I would be interested to see the quarter hour breakdowns and see how Edge's appearance fared. Uh, within the quarter hours, we'll find that out at some point. But yeah, oh man, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I just, I, I want it to happen. I want stuff like this to happen because I, excuse me, I, I, I said this. Um, I, I, I said this when Edge came back. I don't want to see a bunch. Of matches that Edge yeah. has already had. I, I I understand that we're gonna we're we're, we're um, yes yeah like like Sal doesn't want to see him you know face Roman who's one of the hottest talents in the company and you know would much prefer to watch him face Randy Orton seventeen more times. Oh God! I love picking on Sal when he's not here to defend himself. I was gonna say he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, man, I just, I, I don't, I want to see different stuff. Like I, like it's, like it just said, we're, we're, we're going to get different at WrestleMania. If, if that's even who Edge is going to face, which we're, we're going there. Like, yeah. but still, I, I, I don't want to see the same shit because we had to deal with fucking him and Orton for fucking three matches and he got fucking hurt after three matches. Yeah. It was a fluke injury. It's not like it's an old he man both, injury. He tore both of his fucking triceps. Just or, one. I thought it was both. I was. I'm no, pretty sure one. it was both. It was just one. I think it was both of them, man. But yeah. still, either or, it, it, it took him out of the ring for what seven, eight months. Yep. I want new stuff, please. Don't fuck this up anymore. I want all Here's new shit. Here's my other question. Here's What's my up? other question, right? We are, we were curious about how random and sort of last minute and weird the insertion of Edge into the Royal Rumble was. Mm-hmm. With the Keith Lee announce, with the Mia Yim announcement of COVID and the assumption that Keith Lee was pulled for the same thing, mm-hmm. do you think Keith Lee was supposed to win the Rumble? Mm. And Edge got that spot instead? You know, be I, I almost wonder that because... The 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 promo from Edge the week before, it was kind of out of nowhere in a way. Right. So it's a it's a very high possibility. I could see yeah. that. Just curious. The thought occurred to me today, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, if so, and if that's the that case, and if that's sucks. the case, then you can still get Keith Lee into the the match with Drew McIntyre. So, well, you know, no harm, no foul. And then Keith Lee joins the Hurt business in. Boom, you're all set. I believe it's the squirt business here on the rundown. Sorry, squirt, sorry, sorry, the squirt business. <laughs> okay. 
Next up. Oh, shit, we're already here? Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the main event of the evening. No, I said, are you ready? Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. I told you I would not do it in the middle of the show. I didn't. Adam Cole (laughs) and Roderick Strong take on Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher in a Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament match. Ciampa and Cole start. Uh, Oh, oh, but before we get there, Ciampa's tights. He had tights on, like pants. He didn't have his camouflage. He hasn't had the camouflage in a while, dude. Really? Yeah. I thought he's he still wore the camouflage. No, no, he's been wearing tights pretty much since he returned. What did he wear in Fight Pit? Tights. Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Well, tights, me. Pretty much. Anyways, Chopper and Cole start. <laughs> International. What, what is different? What is different is he has sort of the old guy haircut now. Wicked yeah. old guy haircut. Yeah, I don't know if that's on purpose because he's sort of playing like the I don't know if I can do it anymore guy. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely like and he's trimmed his beard into like the old man cut. Like <laughs> I don't know, he's definitely playing up the I'm getting too old for this shit character. <laughs> but man, he still fucking does it like a pro. Oh, absolutely. Uh, international, but Ciampa stops after the drop-down in a headlock takeover. Uh, and they work a bit. Uh, numerous pins on one another. Uh, Cole goes for last shot and a super kick, but Ciampa dodges both and goes for the heat knee, but Cole moves in a stalemate, and both men make respective tags. Thatcher and Strong wrestle a bit, and I now want to see Roderick Strong versus Timothy Thatcher in a one-on-one. Uh, tagged Cole after a shot. I, you know shot. what? You know what? We fall into that trap. All we fall into that trap so often with Roddy of like, oh, he's such a good worker. Put him in the ring with this guy, and then it seems to be like, like, oh my god! Remember how amped we were to see him in Velveteen Dream at one point? Yeah. And the matches were just so blah. Yeah, but who else has he had blah matches with? Oh, the Riddle one delivered. I'll give him that. Yeah. But. So. I think he had a banger with Bronson Reed at one point, too, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, uh, they took out Reed at some point or some shit yeah. like that. For, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think that would be interesting because Roddy can do both right. styles of wrestling. So Maybe it's more the fact that I find Satcher boring. That it's, in his uh, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, tag back to Strong, and Thatcher brings him into his corner and tags Ciampa. Uh, hits a stiff back elbow to Roddy and a tag to Tim. Body slammed and elbow drop. Gets a two. Tag to Ciampa. After some mid mud hole stomping. My, <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong, uh, but my phone um, uh, edited to... After some mid-soul stomping, and Thatcher continues it, uh, Strong fights his way out of the corner and quickly tags the Cole, and all four men get in the ring and battle it out while we go to Chow and Box. 
back and Thatcher puts on a bow and arrow on Strong and then turns it into a pin for a two. Chop for chop with Ciampa and Strong ending with Ciampa. Forearming Strong. Oh, okay. So chop for chop between Thatcher and Strong. Thatcher tags uh, Ciampa and Ciampa just forearms Strong's face off of his fucking body. He formed his face off of his face. Dude, he really fucking did because <laughs> it looks stiff as fuck. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, tag to Thatcher, and he starts slapping Roddy, then it puts him in an arm bar. Um, string, roll, uh, string rolls through, and Tim quick, Strong rolls through, and Tim quickly gets back on him. Uh, Roddy up and over Stature, who then rear naked chokes Strong, hoisting him up to the top turnbuckle. Strong, Strong gets a few shots in and hits a, a big superplex for a nice powder. Tagged Cole and Ciampa, who hit some fire, line, fire lines and a pump kick, then a backstabber, getting a close two. Both go for Germans until Cole hits a jumping sidekick and the brain buster... Onto the knee, and that gets a close two. Cole does a Panama Sunrise, but Ciampa blocks it. Back body drops him. Cole brings him over for the Sunset Flip. and But Cole rolls through, and he puts on a figure four. But Ciampa kicks him off and tags the Thatcher. Cole says, fuck you, double leg takedown to Thatcher, and he hooks Thatcher up in a figure four. And Strong runs in and puts Ciampa in the stronghold. Oh, I totally lost the spot of stronghold, but Ciampa escapes the stronghold and breaks up the pin, the the figure four just before Thatcher taps out. Yeah, it was very reminiscent of the old uh, DIY uh, revival gimmicks where they would put the other one, the double team submissions, mm-hmm. and they'd reach for each other and they'd try to fight each other off and yeah. It was cool. I liked it. I liked it. Tag to Strong and Roddy fights. Uh, okay. Tag to Strong and Roddy fights out of an arm bar. But Tim just fucking picks him up and pimp slaps him like he owed him fucking money. And I think Roddy might have gotten knocked loopy on that. I don't know if you got that feeling too, Jason. Uh, but... No, nope, definitely looked like it there. Sorry, a little technical difficulty. Oh, uh, def- definitely looked like it did. He was uh, a little bit off uh, yeah. right after, for sure. Yeah, because... Got, got it back quickly, though. Yeah, because Ciampa then... All right, so Thatcher hits a German. Ciampa hits a German. And then Thatcher hooks up another German. Ciampa tags Thatcher on the back. Thatcher hits a third German, followed up by the running knee for an extremely close two. I thought that was it. I bet. Yeah, it was a good, good falsy. Uh, Ciampa goes for fairytale ending, but Strong reverses and hits the Strong Slam and tags Cole. Super kick to Tim off the apron and a super super kick high knee fall. A super kick. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Super, super kick kicked high. him in the high knee. Yeah. <laughs> A super kick high knee tag team at the in stereo. Follow that up to Champa for a two. 
tags is strong and hits Ciampa with the suplex into double knees as Cole runs off the ropes. Cole is pulled outside by Timothy. Cole tries a super kick but gets an uppercut. Uh, then Roddy uh, tries a baseball slide. Uh, Timothy dodges that and then completely rocks Cole with another uppercut. And Strong hits a back suplex onto the barricade. And as Strong gets back in the ring, Ciampa hits Willow's bell. Yeah, it was the barricade, but he basically like drops Thatcher on the other side. Like he wasn't. Yeah, he, he wasn't coming back in to help at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Champa hits Willow's bell, and that is all she wrote. Tommaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher moving on to the semifinals of the Dusty Rhodes Class Tag Team Tournament Classic. Thoughts, sir? Love the match. Mm-hmm. The match was great. It was my match of the week in Randy. Yep. I thought they, they they worked it like the four veterans and, and in-ring geniuses you would think they would be. Mm-hmm. Hate the result. Because, again, we're falling into that trap of two singles guys yep. beating an established team. Now, I understand that Roddy and Cole aren't necessarily like the regular tag team, but they've held the tag team titles together before. Uh-huh. So they've, they've been a tag team. Um, also, I feel like after this, I feel like Thatcher and Champ are winning this match. <sighs> are, winning, are winning the tournament. And they're going to be the ones to face Birch and Lorcan. I feel like that's where we're going now after this. I really think so, huh? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think Grizzly, I think G G Y V gets it because I, that that was my pick from the beginning, but that was also before Thatcher and Champa were in this as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I really just don't see them going to Grizzled Young Vets versus Birch and Lorcan. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, man. It's tough to call, to be honest. It's true, but I, I my my money's. Now firmly entrenched in Thatcher and Lorcan winning this whole thing. Oh, sorry, Thatcher and uh, Champa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Champa and Thatcher are are at the top of the ramp, looking at the Dusty Cup, and Grizzled Young Veterans come out and they all talk shit and they start to kind of battle a little bit, but they quickly separated as we go off the air. I'm interested to see this match because I don't know how it's going to go. I don't. I, I'm not really a big fan of GYV. I, I don't see. I, I am, and we've had that conversation yeah. before. But um, yeah, I, I think again, Thatcher's style will match up well with them, and I think Champa can sort of move in between a bunch of different styles. So I think this match will actually be pretty good, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have to see how it plays out once we get into the ring. There's, uh, did they say the finals? I know the finals of the women's are going to be at TakeOver. Did they say the finals of the men's? Because they'd have to have both of those matches next week, plus one of the women's, so it would pretty much be Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be that way. It's got to yeah. be. It's got to be. Yeah. So that's what we got for next week, probably. So, yeah. 
They didn't do um, the breakdown of match. They didn't announce the only match that they announced for next week was this one. Yeah, and the women's tag, the women's Dusty Classic match. Yeah, and that was it, dude. You. Yeah. <sighs> and that's a go home episode. Yeah, you're gonna start. Well, so that that makes it kind of tough because you're gonna want to build up all your storylines even more before, well, because it's your go home. This week they threw all of the fucking takeover matches together like right out like this week. It's like, oh yeah, so we're gonna have the three way with the women's title match, we're gonna have the world title match, and we're gonna announce the Kenta and like they announced all the matches on this one episode. I mean this you is, knew Nope, oh, go ahead. This is another one of those like when I talk about the WWE if I of NXT. NXT used to have they would give you the title match and then build a month between those two people who were gonna be in the match. Yeah. Now we do the reverse, where we don't announce the match until the week before the pay-per-view, and I fucking hate it. Well, I mean, you see where it's going, though. Yeah, but it's not official. No, I, I, I understand your point. I, I totally understand it. But they still do build it, so you know where it's going. But they build it like... It's sort of building it in that way that I hate, where it's like, we start to tell the story, and then somebody wins a number one contenders match. It's like, well, you've already told the story, so I already know where this is going. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's just not your preference booking. That's all. Yeah, and no, I don't like it. Right, so if fine. you guys are listening this week, take that away from it. Don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you already said your match of the night was a tag team match at the end, yep. the main event. Uh, hmm. I. There's that's not even a question. Like that yeah. match is your match to go back and watch this week. Absolutely. Um, but for, but it was a really sort of blah episode this week. I really yeah too much Kurt Stallion, too much Jesse Kamea. Too much backstage shit, man. Yeah, that too. That was not good. It is ruining it. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Yeah. <sighs> fucking pisses me off. By the way, can I just tell you my favorite moment from this week's next uh, AEW episode? Um. Sure. They stopped in the middle of an Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer match to say they were thrilled to play pay tribute to Black History Month. Really? This, this seems like an odd place for that announcement. <laughs> but okay. <sighs> That's so weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a little strange. Well, that's the random moment of the week on NXT Rundown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, sometimes things make me laugh, and I just want to talk about them. Hey, no, yeah, mm-hmm. all the power to you, man. Hey, whatever floats your boat, man. But that is a really it, fucking random ass spot to fucking put. Right. That. <laughs> so that's what I thought. Well, uh, I, I think that's gonna just about do it for us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Um, we'll always appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you're if you see our posts on Facebook or any social medias, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on the sub, we have a subreddit, I believe it's a subreddit. I'm not a Reddit yep. person, so I don't know what's an actual Reddit page Reddit, or a Reddit, subreddit. Reddit.com uh, slash r slash rundown wrestling, I believe. Yeah, okay. So check us out on there. If you see this post, give it a share. It's a two-second click, guys. Uh, and if you're um, ever curious about any of our links, our Twitch stream, our mm-hmm. uh, Reddit feed, all you have to do is go to rundownwrestling.com. Yep. Uh, our website, all of our episodes are there. Our archives are there. Our backlogs. Uh, you can hear me do sit-down interviews with some of New England's top stars, uh, including 
couple from from way back with good old AG. So if you're curious to hear yeah. uh, hear about AG before he was uh, retro, you can definitely check that out. That's uh, a good listen. But uh, yeah, so all the subreddit infos there, everything you're looking for, Rundown Wrestling related, you can find at RundownWrestling.com. Absolutely. So. With that being said, Jason, why don't you send us on home, buddy? Uh, I guess that means we will NXT next week. Oh, yeah. My. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host, Adam, on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.